Do you got your outline? Yeah. Do you have it? Yeah. Do you think we should turn the air conditioner off or are we good? You think it's loud or you think I'm cold? Both. <laughs> what do you think? We'll make a decision during the intro. Good to have you with us today. It's going to be a good one. We're excited. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Explicitly Us. Whether you're young, old, single or married, this podcast is for you. Lighthearted, family friendly and full of laughs. It is guaranteed to put a smile on your face. So get on the treadmill or get another slice of cake, but just get ready because here they are. Live at the time of this recording, all the way from Table 19, your pizza's ready studio, here are your hosts, Andy and Trista. Fish tacos. That's what we had for lunch today. Yeah. How would you rate them? Uh, maybe a five. A five yeah. on the taco scale? On the fish taco scale. Yeah. Uh, favorite fish taco, what would you put in it? Besides fish. Fish. <laughs> Not onions. Not onions? Lettuce. Do you like cheese in your fish tacos? I can do a little cheese. Okay. I can do a little cheese. Lettuce, cheese, and like a pico de gallo or something. Yeah. The sauce makes it, though. Depending on the what sauce. restaurant you get them from. Yeah. And the fish is battered. Battered It's fish. usually a white fish. Well, white fish. All fish ends up turning white, doesn't it? Well, I guess not. There's salmon. Gray. Some Tuna. Gray. Tuna's red. So, yeah, I guess a white flaky fish is usually best. But it was good. I enjoyed it. And then it's we... It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. We got some pork tacos for the kids. I had some of those on the side. I think I had five tacos for lunch today. Not exactly <laughs> in plan with my... You were probably good except for the tortillas. Yes. But I felt like they were, they were very tasty. That's why I had more. I see. They were. But... Maybe I won't eat much for dinner. I'll just have a protein drink or something. We'll see. The struggle is real, folks. <laughs> Trying to lose weight. I wish I was like Trist over here. She's skinny mini. I got this gut on me. My metabolism slowed down way, way down when I hit my 30s. What? And for some reason, it's picked it picked back up lately. You think so it's a metabolism thing? I think it's a metabolism thing. Because you're eating. I mean, I'm eating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. Maybe I mean you're maybe you're eating a little bit more protein than normal because every once in a while you you drink my drinks, yeah, and you eat my protein bars. Yeah, I know you like to share. I love to share. I don't mind that at all because we can always get more. And you love for me to be happy, so love that's it, your, love that's your, it. That's your goal in life. Or trust to be happy. <laughs> I do. That's exciting. Happy wife. <laughs> happy. Be <laughs> strife. Okay. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? Um, cranberry ginger ale. That's some good stuff. The Canada Dry That's Cranberry good. Ginger Ale. We like ginger ale, but cranberry ginger ale is pretty good. Pretty tasty. Things that I, I didn't like growing up that I'm liking more of these days. Cranberry, anything. And what was the other one? Um, grapefruit. Anything, not grapefruit themselves, but the flavor of grapefruit. I like those it's two a things. Bitter. Right, it's I used a to not like. For me. I used to not like the bitter. 
but now now I don't mind it. So it's been good, but it's been an exciting week. Got some work done over at the new property. Yes, that's been fun. First work day. First work day. We were tired. The poor kids. Five minutes in, they were so done. So we made a couple of mistakes. I'll tell you the mistakes. Having children. <laughs> Mistake number one. That was number one. No. Um, they didn't wear long pants. Mm-hmm. They all had shorts on mm-hmm. and were like working out in the weeds. And thorns. And thorns. Mm-hmm. And vines of sort. So that was a mistake. And then allowing them to think Every on their own. Every two seconds, Oliver's like, oh, oh. <laughs> Me and you took water. They did not they take water. They didn't have enough water. I had water for myself, which ended up being water for the children, because that's how I roll. I had water for myself <laughs> and none for the children. And then we worked in the heat of the day, the middle of yeah. the hottest part of the day. Because in the morning we were planning on going to the beach, but right. that didn't happen. Right. And then, because the best time to go to the beach is in the morning when no one's there, like eight thirty, nine o'clock in the morning, nobody's there. And then an hour, hour and a half later, they start showing up and... It's time to go home. Yeah. That's the best time. And then we were going to go after that. And we, we just, went right after lunch. We just skipped. And it was. Skipped the beach. Hot. Just went. And then that's it. But that was fun. Yeah. It was, it we'll was plan nice better to be there. for the next. For sure. It's, it's work been a, day. Oh, come on. Sack it. Come on. Dog just feels like barking. So we found some eggs. Ah. Uh, they're not good. I didn't tell you about it. What do you mean you didn't tell me about it? I thought you've been telling me about it for a while now. Well, Kelly said, there's one that's leaking. And so I was like, well, we'll just, I knew they were bad. I know, th- I knew the eggs are not good. They smell. And there's no like sign of life within them mm-hmm. when we candled them. Well, I'm, I'm all for them being chucked. And so I, I was like, well, let's just go ahead. We'll do a little science project mm-hmm. activity experiment mm-hmm. i said just put your little gloves on she put on her mask mm-hmm. <laughs> and, she, and i was like just tap it lightly with the side of the shovel and it exploded like a piece of the shell <laughs> hit all of her in the chest <laughs> like it was like pop man down shrapnel <laughs> he was like no but it, so, yeah, the inside was semi-solid. Is this the bad one to the side or no, the other ones? No, this was one of the other one of the other 10 that we thought was good to begin with, but they're mm-hmm. just not. It stopped developing at some point. Um, I think the mother stopped brooding and just left them. Mm. And so then they just stopped their development after they weren't warm enough anymore. And then we decided to bring them home for some reason. We, so. f- we found 10 of them under a tree. In a pile. In a pile. And so we thought, well, let's take them home and keep them warm and see if they hatch. And they're saying no, huh? Like no. you doing. And I think they were pretty advanced. I think they were getting close. So to did them. you check any of the others? Did you break any of them no, open? No. I didn't want to get into it today. Yeah. Maybe you can. No do that no thank you you feel like it i'm not interested at all so that it, was it seriously exploded like it was like a huge loud pop oh, gross. <laughs> the piece of the shell <laughs> <laughs> it all over <laughs> that sounds gross 
I guess they get like gases built up Ew. inside of it. <laughs> Little chickens are gassy. <laughs> gassy chicks. <laughs> Trista said, uh, because we found them at the church when we were cleaning, she said if they hatched, we'd call them church's chicken. Church's chicken. <laughs> the kids were like, what? That's not funny. Uh, that church's was, chicken. That was funny. I liked it. You're such a comical person. <laughs> well, Trista, today I was wanting to hit this topic, but before we hit this particular topic, what do you got for us? I have another word of the day. Okay, teach us something, Thanks teacher. Thanks to sis-in-law Katie. On on the subject of teacher, you're a great teacher. Hmm. The I kids, don't know about that. Oliver and AJ are done with school, and you are doing a fantastic job. It's. I'm, I'll be honest with you. This year has been very different than our other. How many years have we been homeschooling now? I think we've Forever. had this conversation on here. What, like seven? Forever. I think Clay was third grade. Is part of the difficulty because there's two different curriculums? Well, we we had the switch in two of our kids' curriculum, so there was the stress of that. And then I thought I had mastered. You know, what was what needed to happen, the record keeping. And they had 10 extra lessons. That's two whole extra weeks than the little boys. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I know the plan to get ahead because their test day is a non lesson day. And so they can just do their test with one of their other lessons for the day and they'll be ahead and it'll be great. And it just did not happen that way. And I think our kids are just lazy and maybe I just am too relaxed with letting them take charge of their own education. You know what they say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that has never gone well for kids. But you know what they say? Everything rises and falls on leadership. I know. It's my fault, I know. But the question is, are you the leader or am I the leader? I'm... It's probably supposed to be me, and I'm That's just not debate. a good. I'm just not a good leader. I'm really not. Bless. And sounds terrible. It's so like a terrible life. I'm just <laughs> I'm good with being a follower. That's just me. I'm good with it. Anyhow, so Clay and Callie still have to finish up math. They're basically done with everything, all their assignments, their quizzes, their tests, except for math. Math was a struggle for both of them this year. With the changing curriculum and then just not either of them loving math anyway. Mm-hmm. And Clay was in algebra and apparently algebra has changed a lot since I was in school. So it's just... I don't think algebra can change. I'm being sarcastic. Like Maybe the method of teaching algebra or the method of learning algebra. I just feel like I did well in algebra and I understood algebra. Mm -hmm. And like looking at his algebra he's done this year, like I'm not really familiar with hardly any of it. Like I was all expecting like X plus Y equals Z. And there's hardly any of that in his algebra this year. Mm. And I don't really understand why. Because I feel like that's what algebra was. But he's got like all this other stuff that I don't remember doing. And so it's been a bit of a challenge to get him through it. I'm not good at math either. Can X plus Y equals Z be a complete problem? I don't think that 
Can that be a complete... You'd have to have something to fill in some of those blanks. Right, because that's like an open-ended... But like I'm saying, like that's like the type of... Like basic formula, basic letters, basic problem. You know, solving yeah. for letters and unknowns and mm-hmm. stuff, and mm-hmm. that's not really what his algebra has been. So, well, hopefully, we're trusting that the curriculum that we're doing is still above par. So when they enter into advanced education, yeah, at least they're above par, and maybe what they're I being taught know. will be easier. But. Um, if they I'm actually ordering a different choose to go. math curriculum for both yeah, of you them Yeah, you were next saying year. that. I was listening. It's called teaching textbooks. If you if you use teaching textbook textbooks out there, if you've ever used teaching textbooks, especially math, please let us know what your evaluation of it is before we go and do this. It's and really not expensive though. I looked into it. It's really not. Oh. Well still, if you've done teaching textbooks, give us your review. Uh, and you can write us, Trista. They can write us where? Explicitly us at gmail.com. It's been too long. Where have you been? It has been a while since I've done that. Yes. So let us know if you've done it. Anyhow, hopefully they'll be finished with school Monday or Tuesday this coming week. And we can move on with our lives. For two months. For a couple months and start over again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that'll that'll be oh. So we're we're talking about Katie oh, and yes, a word. My word of the day. How'd you get off on the school? Because you said something about you being an awesome teacher. Yeah. Yeah, you're awesome. And I had to let you know why I wasn't. Oh. So. Well, and did the jury still out? Here it is. Okay, so our word of the day is. Let me make sure I pronounce it right. Atrabilious. Atrabilious. Do I get to guess? Yes. You can. Atrabilious. Atrabilious. Are there any alternate uh, pronunciations? Not that I know of. What is the language um, of origin? I yeah, have no idea. Yeah, what is idea. the origin? It's an adjective, though. Okay. That much I know. So I need to know what an adjective is. Then is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's a descriptive word. Yeah, I'm just joking. Okay. I know an adjective is a descriptive word, okay. obviously. <laughs> At, so what's the word again? It's going to describe a person. I know. What's the word again? Atrabilious. 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 All right. Somebody who is atrabilious is somebody who is... Um, hold on. Atrabilious. Atrabilious. Atro. What's atro? Let me think. What would atro be? It's atra, and I don't. Atra? I'm not familiar with that atra. Like, prefix, if we want to call it that. At root tra. Atra. Y'all, can you think of what atra could be? Atrabilious. I'm I'm trying to get away from astro. I'm trying to I'm trying to link it in with astro, but it's not. It's atrabilious. It's atra. Correct. So I don't know what it is. Okay. I can't think of anything. It was a valiant effort there. Well, I tried. (laughs) Atra. It was a lot of thinking to get nothing. You know, my my instinct was, uh, you know, kind of like we call somebody, um, let's say it's somebody who easily learns, like who can pick things up quick. An easy learner or very, very quick to pick things up. I don't know how you would say that, but atrabilious. Somebody who picks up on things quick and can learn them quick. So a prodigy, a prodigy would be an atrabilious person. Okay. 
No? No. Oh, man. This word means melancholy. Oh, or, my goodness. What's with ir- the melancholy <laughs> words and or definitions? Or irritable. Melancholy or irritable. That's me right now. What's with all these words that have Why to do with Why are you being mel- so atribilious? What is with all the words having to be all about melancholy and all this? They're not. I feel like we've had three or four that had to do with melancholy. That had to do with like winter time. Exactly. See, there's one. And I bet you there's been others. You all can tell us at. Explicitly us at gmail.com. You need to, you need to be a little quicker on the draw. Atrabilious, melancholy, or irritable. So basically me. <laughs> Occasionally. Occasionally, not all the time. But my name means melancholy. I know. There's another. Or sad. That would be like the fifth word definition for melancholy that we've got on the podcast. Yeah. Hey, listen, I have a, I have a question. If, if you're out there listening and you are good at drawing... Specifically caricatures. We need caricatures drawn for our program. Go look at our show logo. And I would like those caricatures redone to look more like us in drawing form. Aren't so they emojis? They're emojis. So, But we want caricatures. So we want our features to be like really big and overly defined. So if you like drawing caricatures, see what you can do. Make me look good. Make me look funny. Um, separate drawings. We want them to be separate, not like together. Like they're separate so that we can move them around in our editing and stuff. And good luck with my hair. And good luck with her hair. If you need pictures of us to help you draw, let us know. All right. If you're no longer atrabilious, I will take us on to the next topic, the next subject, which is The Chosen. Have you, You've heard of this show. I've watched this show. You've watched the show, The Chosen. If you don't know what The Chosen is, very quickly I'll give you a synopsis of the ch- the show. The Chosen is a television drama based on the life of Jesus Christ, created, directed, and co-written by an American filmmaker named Dallas Jenkins. Jen- Jen- Jenkins. 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 How do you say that name? I'm not looking at it, Jen- so I don't know. I don't know if it's Jenkins or Jenkins. Dallas Jenkins. I don't know. It is a it is the first multi-season series about the life of Christ and season 1 was the highest crowd-funded TV series or film project of all time. The series uh, creators stated that they had hoped to distinguish the new series from previous portrayals of Jesus by crafting a multi-season episode-based story. The series portrays portrays the series portrays jesus through the eyes of those who met him in addition to vid angel and its own app the series airs on several streaming services all right so the subject today is the chosen first let me give how i kind of heard about it in my first impressions it's been going on for i think two years now and i remember seeing some advertisement for it or something you know, anything that goes super popular, super fast, honestly, I don't know what it is about my personality, but I'm against it. And you're very particular about Christian shows and oh, movies. Oh, honey, I haven't even gotten to that point okay. yet. I'm just saying, sure like, you get there. anything anything that is, like, popular really fast, like any show or anything, I'm usually, like, Debbie Downer. 
You know, I'm usually a negative person. Like, I ain't going to do it. I refuse. Same thing with fashion. Bandwagon. You're ba- not a bandwagoner. I'm not a bandwagoner. <laughs> I'm really not. I'm anti. Like, you know. So, and I'll say, you know, the biggest thing is when I heard about it, my first impression was that it was a Hollywood-produced show put on by Hollywood. Maybe we would say B, B, B level, B, what is it called? B, B list. That's what, that's what they call them. B list actors. I thought it was just like, you know, some actors doing it and they're, and they're doing it on the life of Christ. Kind of like, you know, uh, the passion. That's a, that's a Hollywood production, even though Mel Gibson produced it and, you know, funded a lot of it. So it's still very Hollywood. So even Charleston Heston's work, you know, was, very much Hollywood. So I, I was against Hollywood producing a story about my Jesus. You didn't feel like it would be very biblical. Yeah, I, I thought, yes, exactly that. I and, I and I didn't want to have to, to the second point, it's hard for me to enjoy Bible shows right. because of the liberty that they take. Oftentimes the liberty that they take is far outside the bounds of uh, the Bible. And so that's kind of aggravating. So, you know, I'm very critical and, and I talk through the movie the whole time and I'll say, that's not in the Bible. That's not, you know, uh, and I think part of the aggravation is because a lot of people reference what they know of the Bible based on TV shows and cartoons and movies. They don't actually read the Bible. For example, the, probably the easiest example right here, what fruit did Eve eat? An apple. An apple. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing ever. It was not an apple, but yet because of artwork, early artwork, and because of cartoons and different depictions, that always shows her eating an apple for some reason. I don't believe the fruit that she ate of exists today. I think there's more, there's, there's more biblical evidence for that than her eating an apple. There's zero biblical evidence for her eating an apple. So it's very, very aggravating that people say, ever since he you know, ate that apple, we've been doomed. Um, and it's those kinds of things. People don't actually get the Bible on it. They just, they just take something and run with it, and it becomes historical doctrine. So anyways, all that to say, I'm not a big fan of these shows. Well... It's been going on for a couple of years, and I've been hearing people every now and then talk about the show, and I, I usually don't give ear to those things. But some friends, some closer friends, um, have said things about it. And one, one in particular who came and visited us a while back said he really enjoyed it and that he's been watching it, and he's a, he's a pastor friend, you know. And I thought, wow, so what is there in the show that is – egregious you know what what is there in the show that is contrary to the bible and he said well it's i don't remember what he said like i'm not i don't want to put words as well that's not that he said there's not a lot but basically he couldn't really pick out any major doctrinal flaws it was and and what the show does is they they give christ a very human he was all human, right? He was all man, and yet he was all God. And they give him a very 
um, they give them a personality. Right. Well, and I think that's I the, think. the hang up is that we really don't have a clear picture of what his personality was. We know what his person right. was. We know what his character was like, right? We know those things. But as far as personality goes, we can only gather so much. We yeah. can't really, I mean, did he have a sense of humor? We don't really see joking. Of course not. I mean, sarcasm sometimes. Yeah, but we, and you're right, we don't, because that obviously was not God's focus that we think Jesus had a sense of humor. So obviously it's not in the Bible. But could he have? Yeah. yeah. All the times he was just sitting around and we don't have record yeah, of we don't, we conversations. Don't have, we don't have record of any conversations that weren't some way a lesson or parable or spiritual but did he ever just talk about the different fish species you know did he ever just talk about the different kinds of wood that him and his earthly father joseph would work with did he have just normal conversations and uh you know when the children would gather around him did he talk to them about parables and and great mysteries or did he play with them you know did he talk about their dolly you know uh, and, and things like that and so what the show does is they give him a very human personality. And the question you have going in is, well, what kind of personality can they give him to where it's not sinful? Like, you know, because every personality kind of has this edge of sin on it. And so you think, how can they do this? And, you know, a lot of shows, they portray him as... When he talks, it's very hollowed and everybody just stops what they're doing and looks at him, you know, and and it's very gentle eyes and, you know, as if everybody around him knows that he's going to be crucified and he's just, lo- you know, loving them through his look and stuff like that. I don't know. And, and this this show presents him as just a real person who lived and walked and worked and talked with people. And um, it was very, very interesting. And here's the, here is the danger of these kinds of shows is that Christians who do not read their Bible develop a doctrinal stand on who Jesus Christ was. Okay? The writer of the show, Dallas Jenkins, goes out of his way to say he is not adding or taking away from the Bible, but rather, and and not even filling in the gaps. He's not trying to fill in gaps, but he's creating a narrative of how these things kind of happened in that time. Yeah. A lot of historical. Yeah. They have a lot of, they have a lot of, what are they called? Advisors. Mm -hmm. They have some Hebrew advisors and things like that, that they, that they go through the shows with and, and get advice on how things would have been, foot washings, customs, customs, things like that. So back to Hollywood. So what I found out was that it's not put out by Hollywood. It's put out by this one guy, and it's helping being distributed by VidAngel, or no, Angel Studios. Angel Studios. Um, And it is crowdfunded. Not only is it crowdfunded, 
but it's completely free to watch. Which, when you're talking about Hollywood, driven by money, that is what they're driven by. The the complete opposite would be completely free and completely voluntarily given to. So what they do is they raise money for a season. And when the money for the season is raised, they go and produce the season. And while that season is running, they'll raise money for the next season. Now they have seven seasons planned. committed, planned. They're right now airing season two. So we've watched season one. We did watch it. We're going into season two or we're in season two. And if you look at their fundraising status, they're in like season three and episode four is they're in the middle of raising funds for episode four. So they're doing very specific, you know, they they, kind of keep track of how much they're raising by the seasons and episodes. So, you know, when this is done, they'll say, all right, we're starting, you know, season three, episode five, we're trying to raise money for. And they keep doing it and they get a whole season done and then they can start Releasing it. Producing it, you know, and then releasing it. So, and then you go to their website or you can download the Chosen app and watch all episodes for free. So, those kinds of things got my guard down to watch it. I was interested in the different personalities that they gave the disciples. And so, before I go into this next part, I want to ask you, what is is your review of the show. And if you need to break it down to different categories, go right ahead. But what is your review of the show? And I think going in, I'll say that I think I've kind of ruined you a little bit. Yeah. I was maybe more skeptical than you were at the beginning. Um, I think the one aspect that I had heard about it back, you know, when it started over a year ago was, negative in my mind and so from that I was kind of like that's not something I'll ever watch what is the negative um so people know it was they portrayed um the disciples and Jesus being in the the bars the taverns and drinking a lot um was the negative so to clarify what we discovered with that is Jesus was only in the tavern one time and the time that he was in there was he was speaking with Mary Magdalene who was in the bar, the tavern, and it never shows him there again. So I'm okay with deducing. And since Jesus has called the disciples, they're not still continuing to be in the tavern. Right. They're not in the tavern anymore. But before Jesus called the disciples, they were in the tavern. That was the common meeting place. Yeah. Maybe they maybe they talked to the Hebrew people and, and talked about what would have been the common city halls, gathering places, where would people, where yeah. would the fishermen hang out? And probably a lot of the fishermen were drinkers and things like and that. It's and probably maybe they, just an aspect of their lives I had never thought about before. Yeah. But it, it doesn't really give us any of that information in scripture. So a lot of these things are where would fishermen probably have hung out? Well, they probably would have hung out in this area of town where these and the yada yada yada. And so they kind of write that write that into the the right into the screenplay. 
Uh, and I and I definitely go along with your concern there, especially if Jesus and them were hanging out in yeah. the bars. But again, it doesn't show him. Jesus was there one time witnessing to Mary Magdalene, and it never shows him there again. And then the disciples haven't gone back. So that's alleviated a little bit. Yeah. And now we can just have a disagreement on whether or not that should have been written in at all. So what are you, what's the rest of your review? Um, occasionally I feel like an episode is slow. Like I, the one we just watched, which I mean, it's a reason there's a lot, they're trying to give you a lot of, um, dialogue and foundation for relationships and stuff. Yeah. And so like the last episode and I don't want to like spoiler, people who haven't watched this yet Mm -mm, don't spoil it it was just they were basically around a campfire it was a one night one episode it all took place in one evening while jesus was doing miracle jesus stuff healing after healing after healing yeah but it was very it was powerful in Mm -hmm. and of itself even though it was kind of slow Mm -hmm. um you know what my negative is you're are you waiting for me to say it no um that's another one. Though, the plot, it? the the Roman plot to me, especially at the beginning, I haven't noticed it as much in the second season. The Roman plot in the first season, I feel like was huge. Like we're in the story of Jesus. We're in the Bible. It really doesn't talk much about Rome, mm-hmm. um, the centurions, things that were going on government, political wise. But then I feel like the first season was very heavy with Rome. And I disagree with you on that because I think that's an aspect that's not really emphasized in Scripture. But yet it's a fact that Rome was in leadership during the life of Christ. And there would be governors and uh, soldiers all over the place. Right. So that is going to be an aspect of everybody's lives. Matthew being a tax collector and the story between between Matthew, Simon, Peter, and Andrew and those kinds of things. Um, and, and you were like, well, that's not in Scripture. That could, and so it's not that it's in Scripture. It's that that's how... There was never a time, I feel like there was, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, there wasn't a time like through the Gospels where it showed Rome caring what Jesus was doing, who Jesus was and what he was doing. Up until the crucifixion, you don't really see Rome well, interacting. I think with if him. you, I think if you take into account how they treated John the Baptist, that would be an interaction into the ministry of Christ, because John being a forerunner, so yeah, they were but very. John brought himself into that situation. I understand that, but the fact that they still had a role into the the dialogue, into the story rather, into the story of Christ, I think is. I just feel like they made that a huge part. Yeah. Well, I think there was definitely things going on in the background with with Rome from more than what the Bible tells us because you get to the point of the crucifixion and to me it feels like that that there's a build up in scripture. <laughs> that escalated quickly. Yeah. Exactly. How do you go from this to that? So I think there was knowledge of it. And then you you go all the way back to the the birth of Jesus Christ in that he was hunted as a child, right? Um, so I think it was, it's influential throughout scripture. It's just not something that needs to be emphasized in the life of Christ. We need to emphasize on Christ and, and God had his reasons for leaving areas out of scripture. So I, I don't fault the writers for writing that in because Rome was, was alive and well during that time. Well, and it definitely adds 
to the story. Oh, the line. background. Yeah, the background. It gives you a good picture of the territory, what was going on politically. How and the other interesting thing is how those the Jews and the Romans, some of them worked together, right? You think about Matthew being a tax collector. You think about Paul, who once was Saul, right? You think about how he worked with the Romans. And you get these, um, you get these glimpses into, yeah, there was a lot going on then that interweaved the systems. Just more things I maybe hadn't thought about. Yeah, and they're not there to, to bring more doctrine or more belief out of Scripture, but rather just give you... Uh, an insight into the 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 time you know so all that to say you don't like another thing you don't like is what they do with matthew it's not that i don't like it i'm not under maybe understanding why they went that direction with his character but i'm wonder, i'm wondering if they 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 have some other historical writing that they're referencing to like josephus or something you know, yeah, did Josephus know. write something about Matthew? I don't know. But basically they present Matthew as, what would you call it? Um, maybe some form of autism. Yeah. Um, like Asperger's. Yeah. Uh, but highly functioning. Highly functioning, just... And very intellectual, mm-hmm. but maybe socially so, awkward. Yeah, socially awkward, that's the word I was thinking of. Uh, not... not necessarily kind of unhindered what is that called uninhibited a little bit in what he says um just kind of speaks a logical speaks his mind logically just kind of blurts it out sometimes so here's my thing is i'm always looking for doctrinal things that are in that are in there that you know i need to be like hold on they're they're off here and some people can watch these things and you know, eat the meat and spit out the bones, as my sister would say. Um, and that, yeah, I can do that too. Um, at the same time, I'm looking for influence. You know, I'm looking for what doctrine do they follow. And so I, I have actually a clip queued up, and I'm going to play this clip. Now, this isn't a spoiler. This is a conversation between Jesus and Simon Peter. They're walking, and they're having this conversation. This is from Season 2, Episode 2. Timestamp 34 minutes, if you would like to know. And again, this is not um, a spoiler. This is just a conversation they have. And I want you all to tell me what your first thought is in this conversation. What what impressionation do you... Because a lot of people's favorite character is Simon Peter. He's very prevalent in all the episodes. And people like his attitude. He's kind of rambunctious. He's kind of a wild guy. And um, so... Listen to this and tell me what you think about this conversation. Here we go. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, shalom. You know, it's funny. I would have thought that the keeper of the shifts would have been Matthew's job, not yours. That's Jesus. He thinks in divisions, calculation, order. Yeah, I've noticed. Speaking of Matthew, I wanted to tell you. He's writing down everything you do. Of course he is. And that's fine with you. It is. All right. Good to know. You strike me as someone who acts on instinct, feeling. Yeah, but I do think. No, I think all the time. That's what I was hoping to talk to you about. You were? Yeah, I've been thinking. The group is growing every day. 
And with greater numbers come more opinions and perspectives. Sure. And we're all unified behind you. You're all unified. Well, we all agree on you. But sometimes mm. you're away and during those times we don't have your authority to defer to. We have my instructions. We have a goal or instruction or some place to go, but how we get there, how we achieve it, sometimes there's a lot of noise. So what are you suggesting? Uh, I'm suggesting we formalize a structure. For what? For how decisions are made, how plans are formed, and what is the process for raising objections to those plans? When and how they are vocalized and to whom? Hmm. Such as how you sent little James and John ahead to Syria to prepare. We can schedule that in advance. Or for instance, maybe all contrary ideas are rooted through Big James, filtered and then brought to me for consideration. Just thinking out loud here. Simon, I love how you are trying to make things better for the whole group. You could stand to be a little nicer sometimes, but you're a leader. You always have been and always will be. I cherish that in you, and I will need it. I will need it in time. Every one of these people I have called for a reason. Each of them brings something unique and important to the whole. I want every voice heard and none silenced. Everyone can learn from each other. Yes, but some people are troubled with tiny things and they slow us down. I won't ask who you mean by that. But I will say, if someone is thinking about things you feel slow everyone down, maybe you need to slow down. One day, Simon, there will need to be more structure. And I see you playing a big part in it. Out of all humility, Rabbi, why not now? Why not more structure today? Because I am still here. Yes, of course you're still here. Are you saying one day you won't be? It's a conversation for another time. All right, Trista. What did you think? Now, do you remember watching that, first of all? Do you remember seeing that part? Yes. What did you think? Or what do you think now that you listen to that? What does that sound like to you? Well, um... My mind goes to the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and Peter mm-hmm. being, air quotes, the first pope. Mm-hmm. Is that where your mind is going? Yeah. So this is a whole conversation that people just gloss over. But to me, it sounds like the show is advocating the historical inaccuracy that Peter was the first pope. And and here here's the thing about that. The Catholics obviously believe that Peter was the first pope and the Catholic Church was started with Jesus Christ and Peter. False. But not only is it false, here's the danger. Your average Protestant believes the same thing. And yet they believe that somewhere down through history, the Catholic Church went a little crazy. And that's why they're Protestant now. They're not Catholic because the Catholic Church went off the rails. But originally, the Catholic Church was right in line with Christ. False. And so that, to me, that scene depicts 
that doctrinal flaw. It doesn't come out and say it, but y'all, if you're listening, you can't tell me that's not that's not exactly what Peter and Jesus in the film is talking about right here. That I'm going to need you to organize everybody together when I leave, and you're going to be basically my replacement on earth. I can see that as him discussing the plans for the church in general as well, though. But in... Okay, accurately. However, talking about it with Peter and with what the beliefs of the Catholic Church are, true. that's what they're talking about. Otherwise, he'd be talking to all the disciples like he normally would be. Right. You know, you're going to be endowed with power. Right. Mm-hmm. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, other most parts of the well, earth. Well, and I think I remember when you watched a video on the director, producer, whoever the guy is, Mm -hmm. there's a committee. A committee of advisors. Right, which is a Catholic Mm -hmm. priest. Bishop. Somebody Some man wearing a dress. um, Somebody in... Some Hebrew guy. Probably some Protestant. Evangelical somebody. They have a little peppering of everybody. And I thought at first that was just to kind of pull everybody into watching it, you know? But... This is the biggest influence I've seen on the Catholic Church. Let me, let me just be clear. The Catholic Church is one of the biggest lies of Satan concerning the perversion of our church. Um, it's a very dangerous entity, very, very dangerous entity. And so for it to be in this, it's none of my business. I don't care. I'm just saying, if you all watch the show, it's an entertaining show. I like the show. We watch the show. And this is the most... I'm like the biggest thing that I would watch and be like, oh, that's not cool. That's not cool at all. And so if you watch this show, give me your feedback. I would think the general population of people watching it are not going to look as deeply at it as maybe you and I would. I don't feel like it's too deep. It's pretty basic. But yeah, I I know what you're saying. But also your average Catholic out there is going to take that and be like, Peter. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's where that's where I'm coming from. He's our man. Yep. Yep. He's a he's the Pope Daddy. Um. So let me know what you think about this conversation. If you heard everything that I heard, if you heard all the innuendos and stuff, and then also if you watch the show, what do you think of the show? I mean, it, here's the thing. Problem is, people get so excited about these media things and these shows, and they they're so vocal about them. And yet we're not vocal about the Bible and how awesome it is and, you know, church and Bible study and all these things. Because obviously media brings out a lot of, um, I mean, it's a, it's a storytelling. Storytelling has always been more entertaining than teaching. So I understand that. There's a little bit of a difference. But uh, let me know what you think about the show and about that part. If you've seen anything in the show, if you watch it, again, if you want to watch it, you can go to Uh, your app store and download the chosen app watch it Um, it's in multiple languages and then yeah and you also go online to watch.angelstudios.com Trista do you have anything else to close with I don't think I do I think I think the episodes come out late Sunday night like 10 o'clock Sunday night I think you're right so we'll probably be watching the newest one Sunday night so 
Let us know what you think, though, seriously. And uh, tell me if I'm way off. If I'm off, tell me. But if I'm not, say, amen. I think you're right on track. Love you, Trista. Love you. Thank you for joining us on the Explicitly Us podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please do. You'll be the first to listen to our show when it's released every Monday. See you next time on Explicitly Us.